We believe that you are strong by design, and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. I am Coach Tanya Fines here with you, holistic health practitioner, and I am joined by Dr. Carissa Alanot. Now, she is a she's a lot of things. Um, she is an advanced practice registered nurse, and she's also what I refer to it. She's a women's hormone specialist. She is, um, ladies, if you are in perimenopause, if you're in menopause, and even if you aren't, this is um, a woman who's a wealth of knowledge. She has just written a book, The Menopause Switch. Um, I was very lucky to get um, an initial glance and read through of the book. It's absolutely fabulous. It's filled with amazing information. Um, So you know what? You don't want to listen to me anymore. Let's get right to it. Welcome to the show, Dr. Carissa. Hey, thanks for having me. Great. Well, so you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your training, and all of that. Sure. So I am a nurse practitioner. I also have experience in research. I attained my doctor of philosophy, uh, my PhD from the University of South Florida, uh, where I was working on some large clinical trials involving mindfulness-based stress reduction. I started working at a clinic in the Tampa Bay, Florida area as a weight loss nurse practitioner. And then I started to get into hormone therapy as well with those patients over the years. I've learned a lot of things as far as treating patients naturally. There's a lot of women who don't want to use medication, Mm -hmm. who want to try something naturally first. Um, So that's where I came up with this protocol, which is in my book. Um, Yeah, like the book, the book is great. Um, But leading up to that, you like how, what was sort of, I guess, the motivation or inspiration Like you kind of transitioned into really um, focusing your work on women? What was, you know, what sort of compelled you to do that? I've always been interested in working with women because, uh, let's face it, when I go to work, it's kind of like girl time. You know, girl, women are there to feel better. Uh, we have a great time talking. It's just a lot of fun. I'm also a woman myself, and there are some issues that run in my family, a lot of female issues. My Both my mother and my grandmother had uh, hysterectomies in mm-hmm. their 20s. Oh, that's so, early. Yeah. That's really young. Yeah, so I was kind of preparing myself for that. <laughs> Luckily, that has not happened, um, but I was kind of preparing myself to be in menopause at a really young age. So right. I was very interested in learning more on um, how to also help myself, um, but I just love working with women. It's a lot right. of fun. It's, it doesn't feel like a job. Well, that's great. That's when you know you're doing what you're called to do, right? When it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah, It's absolutely. just something you enjoy. So when you mention, you know, like a lot of women, and I think a lot of women this resonates with them, they are looking for something more natural. Like I don't think many of us walk in to see a doctor and are just waiting to get that prescription right. slip. We like to hear, you know, things about diet, like uh, all the other alternatives that can help. And I mean, nowadays we live in, um, in a world where things like nutrition is getting a lot more recognition as far as its impact on our overall health and wellness. We do know that regular exercise is great for us. We also know that dealing with stress, like our stress coping mechanisms, things like meditation and just sort of timeouts for ourselves, self-care is really important. Um, So when it comes to menopause and women looking for natural solutions, what are, you know, 
talk about that a little bit like what you know when they come to you and they're like okay this is what's going on but I, I you know I really don't want to jump into the HRT thing or other prescribed medications what are some of the conversations that you have with these women what are they about and around Sometimes it just takes a few adjustments in your lifestyle to mm. start feeling better. Right. Um, there's a lot of factors that come into play when it comes to hormone balance. Um, not just age, but there's things in your environment, um, things right. in your food that can affect your hormone levels. Stress is a big one, too. Um, you can't avoid stress right. um, these days, but there's ways to manage it. Um, so as long as you can do these things to help manage stress, um, improve your diet, um, get more exercise and maybe some natural supplements, um, you can feel better without medication. I think that's going to make a lot of women feel better. Um, now, when um, now I lost my train of thought because you said something that just, I was like, oh, I need to ask her about that. But yes, I mean, lifestyle is definitely huge. Um, oh, I know. I was going to go back to, for anyone that's listening that is like, I don't know if I'm in menopause. I don't know if I'm getting ready for like. A woman who's like in her, we'll just use kind of like the 40s, the mid to late 40s, who's noticing sure. some changes right. she, and not even glaringly cha- glaring changes, but just noticing mm-hmm. some changes. How can she, or what are some flags? I don't even want to call them red flags because I, I usually, when I talk about menopause, I'm like, this isn't something we cure. It's not a disease. It's right. a transition. Right. So what are some things that a woman can, you, you know, you can sort of confirm or say, okay, yeah, these are some things that you might be noticing and if they become a little more consistent that's probably an indication that this is where things are headed right the road to menopause can sometimes be a very long one yes (laughs) um and there's a lot of different symptoms that women uh, come to me about whether it's maybe they are gaining weight and they're having a hard time losing it a hard time putting on muscle um, hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, vaginal dryness, sometimes painful intercourse mm-hmm. as well, not sleeping well, anxiety. Some women actually um, get dizzy, like vertigo. Yeah, tends to oh, be, that's awful. Become a, yeah. a larger problem. Um, there's a lot of different symptoms that can happen. Uh, but the stage before menopause, which you, typically happens in the mid to late 40s, is called perimenopause. And that's when your period starts becoming irregular. So maybe you're getting a period one month. It's not coming again for three months later. Uh, maybe you're getting a period you know, one month and then two weeks later. It's just kind of all over the place. Right. Um, during perimenopause, this is usually when women feel their worst. Um, that's usually when they come to see me. Uh, but menopause itself, the average age is 51, by the way. Um, menopause is defined as not having a period for at least 12 months consecutively right. in a row. Yeah. 12 consecutive months. So mm-hmm. but pay hey, attention I'll- to that because sometimes you can go a couple months it could go two or three right. yeah and, and then, then it doesn't oh, yeah then all of a sudden back. so it's back so you got it you got to be on you know keep track i know it's it's kind of like um i had a chuckle the other day because i was reading a research study about menopause perimenopause and i was thinking wow it's kind of like i remember being in junior high and they would the health the public health nurse i'm from canada so the public health nurse would come to school and she'd have like the talk with the girls about you know their menstrual cycles and stuff mm-hmm. and they gave us these little booklets of how to track and you know you know, and I was thinking it's kind of like that, but on the other end of it, like tracking and keeping right. track so that you actually know <laughs> what's tracking going. again. Start tracking it again. <laughs> but yeah. so I, I had a little chuckle. I'm like, we just really don't ever get away from the homework. <laughs> no, no. And I, I also have plenty of women who come who are not even perimenopausal. They're just 
premenopausal. They're getting periods very regularly, but they're still having some other issues. Um, There's a lot of women who have been on birth control pills, and when they come off of it, they have a whole host of problems that occur, uh, which I also talk in my book as well. There's actually Mm -hmm. a syndrome called post- birth control syndrome oh um, it's actually a real thing yeah. wow it causes a lot of issues okay um, so i also talk about that in my book as well good to know how to manage that so i have a question because i again and i remember being taught this way back i think i was in grade eight that was a long time ago folks and we know that we know a lot of things are different like or we know things differently or better now um but i can remember and it was another public health nurse that came into the school to talk to us and she said something that um your your menopause experience like your menopause may not be exactly like your mother but you are likely to go into menopause at the same time your mother did is that true that is true um it does there is definitely a genetic component, but there's also an environmental component as well. And like I said before, there's a lot of things in our environment and our food that are interfering with our hormone mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. And women are going into menopause at an earlier age than we were a long time ago. Our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. And if you're enjoying today's show, Please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. So talk a little bit about some of the environmental factors, because I think that is, I mean, my my feeling is that a lot of women listening can get on board with and be like, okay, nutrition, food, yes, get it. But when we start talking about environmental influences, not that they don't believe that, but it might be a little harder to wrap your head around, okay, the environmental influences, what are they and what can I do about them? So in our environment, there's a lot of different chemicals, toxic chemicals that can interfere with our hormone balance, Uh, mostly chemicals that mimic the effects of estrogen, which is one of our main female female hormones. Um, So different types of plastic. Um, So I actually have an entire section in my book that talks about things in your environment that can play with your hormone balance, Uh, things that we cook our food with, um, Mm -hmm. like nonstick pans um teflon was you know banned a long time ago and they replaced it with another similar product but not not enough years have passed to really know the research on that right to see if that is safe to be cooking our food with um so things that we cook our food with uh additives in food what about our do you think um like our water water supply water sources Water, water supply as well um medications yeah. um, that they give to animals that come across in animal products. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff. Lots, lots of, of stuff. stuff. <laughs> lots of stuff. And it's all in, like I said, it's a great, the book is a great, what I love about the book too is it's not like this textbook. It's very user friendly. Like you could, it, it actually um, fits in my purse. Like I could, you know, it's 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 very travel friendly so it's something that you can actually take with you especially if you know that you're in perimenopause or you're going through it you're in menopause it's a great little resource book you can have on hand it's very quick so you can you can kind of go in and reference and look at things and i find that really you know i applaud you for making a book that's something we can take around with us as opposed to like this huge big 
text yeah you know medical text (laughs) I I didn't want it to feel like a textbook because let's face it nobody wants to read textbooks I wanted it to be fun and interesting and they want answers Um, quick answers a little bit of humor yes and also separate the book into different sections that address certain symptoms that women are experiencing around the time of menopause not everybody has hot flashes not everybody has um, a low libido so you can actually fast forward to the chapter for the symptom that you're experiencing and just get the information on how to fix it right then and there. That's fantastic. I love that. I love like um, solution-based items, products, you know. Um, I think that's fantastic. Um, I have here Carl Jung's quote, life really does begin at 40. Up until then, you are just doing research. What's your take on that with respect to menopause? Up until the age of 40 or or right before then, I feel like a lot of women aren't really comfortable with their bodies. I feel like they're often very insecure. They worry a lot. I know that my teenage daughter worries way too much. Um, And you just don't know much about yourself until then. So once you hit 40, I I feel like most women are more comfortable in their bodies. They they know what they want in life. Um, And it's time to have fun now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. And I find that myself in talking with women that particularly kind of mid to late 40s, really in their 50s and oh, in their 60s, there's almost like there's no filter system anymore. It's like we it's like (laughs) stepping to this place of power, Um, like all the things we worried about in in our 20s about, you know, looking the right way and being thin enough and pretty enough, like all of that stuff that sort of projected self-image publicly becomes so benign. Um, and what I think, um, or what I would like is in sort of, you know, as far as menopause not being like the, a dirty word, you know, or something mm-hmm. that women don't talk right. about or only like maybe with their best friend and it's hush, 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 quiet, quiet, but something that women can talk about and sharing their experience because not every, every woman is going to have the same experience, right. but talking about it and sharing it because all of a sudden like you, d- there's a certain strength um, like this self-assuredness in these women that's really, truly amazing, you know, that um, that comes about. And I think it's kind of like this metamorphosis, you yeah, know, that absolutely. happens. Yes, so that's a good word for you it. You know, I just, I love seeing, like, they just blossom. Yeah, you know, there's yes. this blossoming. So I love that. I would never want to go back to my twenties. <laughs> oh, it'd just be so exhausting. It's it? exhausting. Yeah, I mean, way more. All the fun. upkeep because I, <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of just so many things become it, the priorities and what matters and what you value really shifts in a right. big way, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the menopause, your book, the menopause switch. It's divided into three parts. So what you know, what are the three parts? So the first part of the book, I just wanted to kind of give women a little primer about what's going on in their bodies. So a lot of women, they're like, well, what are hormones? So I educate them on what hormones are, what they do, and also the different stages of a woman's life, um, such as starting the first day she got her first period until, you know, her period hasn't come for many years. Uh, So the first part is kind of like Hormones 101, which is actually the title of that mm. part. And that that's, no, that's a great start. I mean, that's where we're hormones starting on hormones, right? Because I think it's important to understand um, why why this is happening. And um, it, it helps kind of prepare you to see later on how these lifestyles changes 
and how diet and exercise and, and maybe some supplements too um, play a role in that. Part two is preparing for the menopause switch. I do go over a couple, a few different things. Um, first is cleaning your mind, so practicing self-love and stress reduction. Uh, I do talk about cortisol, the stress hor- hormone, and how that does affect the way that you feel, uh, and also disrupting your hormone levels as well. Um, and then I talk about cleaning your body. We talk about per- post-birth control syndrome and how to eliminate any hormone leftovers, basically, from your body so that you can start fresh. And then the last part, the last section of that part is cleaning your home. So mm. that's where I talk about reducing toxins in your environment. Environmental um, Cleaning things. up your kitchen, cleaning up your food. Yeah. Um, you, it, this, this part is just meant to put you in the right place um, before you do anything else. A plan. A plan. A plan. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I love that. So would you, is it fair to say like, I mean, t- in today's day and age, we, we have access to so many options and, and the, like the, the products, stuff that we have available to us is limitless. It really is. So while it may seem like, oh, there's another job. Now I have to like basically change things because of menopause. But when you kind of take a step back, our the availability of what's available and our ability to access things easily actually makes us a really, it, it isn't really an overwhelming transition. Right. Like in terms of environmental things we can do in the whole, like, right. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot we can do to control like the big world out there environmentally, but there's right. a lot we can do in our own home in terms of our environment, our diet, our stress. So it's not really, it's, it's not, I think compared to our mothers and grandmothers, we have a much easier, it can be an easier transition. It's certainly the world's kinder in what we can get right. and what we can do. There's more available, more things available to us. Mm-hmm. And luckily... We have Amazon. We have Amazon, so we can have it like tomorrow. <laughs> we, can, we can buy anything, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I do make it easy. Um, in the book, I do lay out some products that I oh, recommend Oh, fantastic. Replacing. Hear that? Even the like shopping list is made for you. <laughs> it really is. Like, I actually tell you, this is the product that's safe to use. Love it. These get rid of. Yep. Um, so you can just easily find it online and, Perfect. and replace it. There's also some do-it-yourself recipes, too, for Which the, I mean, like that's cleaning gonna, products yeah. and, and things that's like That's going to appeal to some people out there, yeah. too, because, I mean, I like doing that. I've got my little spray bottles at home, or I've got my, you know, surface cleaner, my floor cleaner, and all of that, and um, it's fun. Now, not it's not fun for everybody, yes. but it's not, again, this is not a really difficult thing to do, whether you're purchasing products or whether you want to make products yeah. yourself. And, and it, it is important. Um, I do have a, a, a wonderful woman who comes to clean my house sometimes, because mm-hmm. I do have a lot of kids, and I do run a clinic, <laughs> yep. so I'm just really busy, so she is like my lifesaver. Um, but she actually came to me because her, her skin was breaking out, like just terrible acne, um, and you know, but she's around all these chemicals all the time, mm. you know, cleaning other people's homes. So I did recommend that yeah. she start cleaning homes a little bit more organically. Um, so she did change the products that she used and her skin is actually clear. <laughs> I believe it. I would yeah. believe it. Cause I mean, toxins go in and they need to flush out somewhere and skin being the largest organ makes the most sense. It's like when you think of efficiency oh, to get yeah. stuff out of the right. body, it's everywhere. So it would make sense that if it can get out through the skin, it's going to do that. And it's usually doesn't leave a nice, right. yeah. you know, look yep. when it does that. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. This episode is brought to you by UnlockMyGlutes.com. 
Find out why everything you know about training your body's largest muscle for greater shape, firmness, strength, and long-term health is wrong. Visit unlockmyglutes.com for the number one exercise to develop a rounder, stronger butt. That's unlockmyglutes.com. I should have asked this earlier, but explain to our female listeners, what, or even our male listeners, because I also think this is an important topic for men to understand. Mm-hmm. If you're married, yeah. you know, you're, you're, hey, guess what? You're, you're on the ride. <laughs> you're on the ride. <laughs> but what is a hormone? What is a hormone? What is a hormone? Yes. A, a hormone is a, I, I like to refer it to it as a chemical messenger in your body. Mm-hmm. So these are little messengers that basically tell the rest of your body what to do. Right. So you're ruled by hormones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So and, and then, then for all the husbands out there, yeah. <laughs> boyfriends or dads or whatever, yeah. you know, if you have a, a teenager <laughs> yes. who's going a little crazy, it's not their fault. This is why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why. Or your wife. Or you your know. wife. That's right. Hormones. <laughs> hormones. So then when we start hitting perimenopause and menopause, what's going on hormonally? There needs to be a balance in hormones. Right. Um, hormone balance is like a symphony. Everything needs to come yes. together. Everything needs to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, things aren't going to sound very good. So the symptoms of menopause uh, or perimenopause, uh, which is the stage before menopause mm-hmm. when, you know, your periods are regular, your hormones are going up and down and all over the place like a roller coaster. So there can be an imbalance uh, between some of them, in particular estrogen and progesterone, and sometimes testosterone too. So that's what causes um, these issues is just things aren't right. So right. it sends your body's telling you something like, hey, this isn't what's this, is, this isn't how things have us- yeah. usually are. Things right. have changed. Right. What's going on here? So and what's the biggest imbalance that occurs in menopause? Like with estrogen and all like what what like what are the you know, don't, I, there, there's lots going sure. on. But like the big ones that women would need to need to know what's dropping, what's elevated, what's really out of whack. Something that I see a lot of, and I think this is partly due to the fact that there are things in our environment and our foods that are disrupting our hormone balance, is an imbalance between estrogen and progesterone. Right. Uh, there's it's something called estrogen dominance. Yes. So women just have a lot of estrogen and not enough progesterone to balance out, and that tends to cause a lot of bloating, mm. uh, some weight gain, some moodiness, uh, sleep problems, anxiety. Um, that's definitely a big one, and, and yeah. a lot of women yeah. are in that stage when they come and see right. me. But things go up and down, so the next month, you know, it might be the other way around. It's just no estrogen at all, and then it just spikes back up again. Right, so even with treating it naturally, is it is it something like, I wouldn't expect that I can just come into your office and we sit down and we talk and you say, okay, let's do this. I would assume that within a couple weeks there's a follow-up and then it's sort of like an ongoing process because it is a shifting and shift. I mean, there's there's nothing linear right. about menopause. It's incredibly dynamic. Right. It's you, always on the move and all over the place. Yes. Yes. Uh, you you definitely have to pay attention to your body because things are going to change. Yes. Um, but you know, as far as the treatment goes, sometimes that isn't really necessary because mm-hmm. um, you know we're not taking medications here we're right. doing, making lifestyle changes so you're basically just putting your body in an optimal place to function properly like yeah because the body tends to know what to do if we do it do right by it 
You know, exactly. if we give it what it needs yes. and treat it the way it needs to be, it, it has a way. And it may not be in a, in a world where we want instant gratification. Like at a click of a button, we can have right. anything, read anything, know anything. Right. The body doesn't quite work like that. But yet it's probably the most, I always refer to the body as the most brilliant and sophisticated machine we'll ever know. Right. Because it knows what to do if we treat it the right way and give it the right things. Right. You know? Exactly. Now, when, because I don't want to discount, like I, 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 um, when I talk about menopause, I talk a lot about, yes, you know, like let's, let's take a step back and look at lifestyle. It's, you know, how are you sleeping? How much do you drink? Like how much alcohol are you consuming? What's your diet like? Mm-hmm. How are you coping with stress? Because you can't get rid of stress. And actually some stress is good. We need stress. Like if you're in the gym working out, that's good stress. But um, I would, I don't want, like there's, there, there are women out there who will get to a point where probably, they need HRT, more. they need right. more. And I don't, certainly don't want a woman avoiding that right. or feeling like, it's kind of like the whole breastfeeding thing. Right. If you can't breastfeed, there's something, there's like exactly. this societal, like, look at like this frowning What's on you. It's like, you? it just, some women, it just <laughs> doesn't work. Exactly. Right. So when, when would it, when would you look at a woman or be sitting down with a woman and say, you know what? I think this is now, this is what we need to look at. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, and I'm definitely not against hormone therapy. Right. And um, I'm more of an integrative practitioner. So yes. I think that, you know, sometimes natural treatments are enough, um, but there's always a time and place for medication. And I do work at a clinic that offers hormone therapy. I do mm-hmm. have plenty of patients on hormone therapy um, who tried, maybe tried natural first. It didn't work out. Um, but if you're thinking about transitioning over to hormone therapy, it's all about quality of life. So if your quality of life is affected, yes. it's affecting your work, your relationships, your mood, you're feeling depressed, um, then yeah, definitely you know consider hormone therapy okay. using natural hormones. Right. I'm all about natural right. hormones. And with hormone therapy, is it true that it's like you start it, but it's not meant to be like you take the same these huge amounts and it's the same amount every day for the rest of your life is it more of a taking um the lowest dose possible and decreasing over time so that the body can adjust is that how hormone therapy works or no yeah i mean you should always start with the lowest dose um, right. of, of any medication including hormones yeah um, too hormone therapy doesn't have to be a very long-term thing sometimes mm-hmm. women just need it for a few months some need it for a year i do have some women who use it longer than that um, but usually if you start hormone therapy then after a while you just take a little break see if your symptoms return or not if okay. they don't return you don't need it anymore okay. if they do then maybe just stay on it a little bit longer Okay, so and another question about hor- hormone therapy because I'm 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 trying to recall questions that I've heard come up to me, mm-hmm. and there is some fear in women that well, if they start doing hormone therapy, they're going to get a mustache a and they're going to get fear. all of this. So can would. you set the record straight There's on hormone therapy side effects? What's true? What's not true? So that we don't have a bunch of scared women a scared to actually seek it out because it is affecting their quality of life and they're scared because they're going to be walking around with mustaches <laughs> or they feel like they're going to be judged. So let's just yes. get all of this out and cleared up and let's address the elephant in the room. We should also talk about the safety profile too. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of women are afraid of hormone therapy because they, they hear bad things about it. Where it comes is, from. and yeah, yeah, based on old research. Um, but think about it. Your body has been producing higher levels of hormones throughout your entire life until you hit menopause. Mm. Um, your, your body's used to that. So right. replacing those hormones is not 
a bad thing you're just bringing levels up to a little bit higher to where where they were before correct okay Um, as far as cancer goes uh, whenever women come to my clinic who want to start hormone therapy I always recommend you just get a a mammogram first because hormones aren't going to cause breast cancer Mm -hmm. but if someone already has an active form of breast cancer that is undiagnosed yes um, you don't want to give them estrogen if it's the type of breast cancer that's sensitive to estrogen right Um, so I just recommend you get an annual mammogram to Mm -hmm. your monthly self-breast exams um, and follow up with your gynecologist that's just good body awareness Uh, like I mean in terms of like uh, how do I I I always try to encourage women to like take data Mm-hmm. I'm a scientist at heart, so like take data, like start take collecting data on yourself, and that way, because I think it's a really, um, I think it's a, like a really powerful place for women women to walk into a consultation, mm-hmm. and actually have some data. I have it's going to help with their questions. It's going to help things make more sense if they've actually kind of been tracking. Like, gosh, you know, I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I'm soaked and I'm sweating. Um, I'm just feeling. I kind of feel like I'm going through these bouts of depression or I'm having bouts of vertigo. This never happened. This is how often it's happening. I think, you know collecting that kind of data and going into your doctor to see someone like you is not only going to really help the practitioner but it's going to help that conversation make a lot more sense to the woman who's sitting there going help me right i don't even know where we start but this is what's happening can you help me and a practitioner can look at that and go yeah i have a few ideas mm-hmm. i mean is that a is that a good plan is that a, is that accurate to yeah, like start absolutely. yeah absolutely okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. I also wanted to talk, I mean, this is going back now mm. <laughs> to hormone therapy. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I wanted to talk about testosterone because yes. you said a lot of women are concerned about you yes. know, growing a beard, for example. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say, I think testosterone is a very overlooked uh, hormone. Uh, I think that more women, if they're going to go on hormone therapy, they should try a little bit of testosterone too. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because you're on testosterone doesn't mean you're going to grow a beard. Right. Um, If you do have like a hair pop up, then you just need to let your practitioner know practitioner knows so that they can lower the dose it's just temporary Um, but testosterone is an awesome hormone your ovaries produce it just like they do with estrogen Um, it's you know thought of as a male hormone but it it is for women too and it can really help with your energy levels Mm -hmm. and and it can yeah that's a big one which raises your metabolism which helps you lose weight exactly Um, so yeah Yeah, it's not a bad one afraid of testosterone no and and i think i i think you really brought up a very good point um women can hear that word and just instantly go into like cold panic test no keep no 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 and you know the reality is is yeah our our ovaries do produce it now not in the same amount that men produce it because they're men they need a lot more than we do but we need some right so women are getting a much smaller dosage of testosterone than men do right yeah so when you mention how like with HRT, like with any medication, you want to start with the lowest dose possible because mm-hmm. you don't want to be over medicating people. Right. Um, can HRT actually sort of act like a catalyst? Like does it help the body start p- producing more or less of what it's supposed to anyways? Like when, when let's, say, let's say I come in and see you and you put me on an HRT protocol and after a year and a half, it's like 
I don't need. Is that because my body's adjusted or is it just because that whole, the extreme fluctuations have settled down? It's probably because of the extreme fluctuations right. settling down. Yeah. When you start on hormone therapy, it, it's not going to trigger your body to right. produce more hormones. Yes. Okay. But, but the, if you stop it and you feel great, then it's probably because, you know. Things have settled? Things have settled. Yes. yes. <laughs> All of your cells have said, all right, I'm, I'm happy now. Okay. Things and are so, good. So with, with menopause being a transition, like I said, it, it's not linear. One woman is, and her experience isn't identical to the next. It's very dynamic. But is it true that, you know, it can kind of come in like a lion, but go out like as the years go by? Because this can last Absolutely. up to like seven years, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, so it can oh, last I, many years, but yes. it actually gets... <laughs> I like, have women who have it's been longer than that. Okay, so... <laughs> Luckily, it's not always like exactly, that. Exactly. So <laughs> I do have go, some women past 10 years, they're still... Okay, so still, still in menopause, yeah. but it gets less, like the severity, the intensity seems to taper as the time mm-hmm. goes yes. on? Yes, okay. yes, yeah. Like okay. I said, it's the perimenopausal phase um, when your periods are pretty regular. That tends to be the worst. That's okay. Women usually suffer the most. All right. So we hit perimenopause and things are bouncing all over the place. And then we start, you know, that, that whole thing is happening. And then we're in menopause and there's still these hormonal fluctuations. And then when we're post, what's postmenopausal? When does that happen? Postmenopause is when your period hasn't come for 12 months. So you can kind of use postmenopause and menopause. Um, Right. Those two words are are kind of interchangeable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When that happens, then your ovaries have just shut down production of of, um, estrogen and progesterone and testosterone too. Um, But there's other parts of your body that make these hormones as well. Um, mm. Such as your adrenal glands. Your adrenal mm. glands also make testosterone, so they tend to pick up the slack uh, when your ovaries are um, not making it anymore. That's why women, when they're not on hormone therapy, mm-hmm. if they get a couple years on their face, yeah. you know, on their chin, it's because they their ovaries aren't producing estrogen, but their adrenal glands are still producing testosterone, okay. and it tends to dominate a little bit. Okay, <laughs> and does that does that taper, or is that just, or is that something they can get help? for oh yeah or? okay oh absolutely yeah yeah okay so it's not a it's not like a it's not a, this isn't a life sentence no it's a life experience yes. i like to talk about it as an experience because i think um going into something like anything going in all tense and you know anxious is only going to increase unnecessary like stress um mm-hmm. and, and there's enough in life without yes. us creating more in our heads but knowing it you know it is going to happen there's lots of resources there's lots of help there's a, we have so many more options and we know so much more than when our mothers were going through this and our, certainly our grandmothers and they all survived <laughs> you know <laughs> yes. um but when what is what sort of what are you seeing like what do you like as women go through this transition and then they kind of come out the other side i guess i'm looking for some like what's some positivity some hope some kind of ray of light you can tell our listeners like you know it's it's not like this runaway train that hits a cement wall you know, we don't necessarily crash at the end of this. Some positive aspects of menopause. Yeah. Well, one, you can't get pregnant anymore. Yay. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. So yeah. you can have all the fun you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you don't have to deal with your period anymore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you aren't feeling so great, there's there's help for that. So you right. don't have to worry about getting pregnant. You don't have to worry about getting your period. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still feel great. Yes. Absolutely. Um, we talked a little bit before we, we, you know, jumped on here to do the show. And I, we had had a conversation. I had a conversation with Dr. Chris and I was saying how it just seems like 
more so women coming into menopause they seem to kind of like this we talked about like a, you know they, they they blossom and they they really step into this place of power yeah um they become like the confidence levels mm-hmm. go up um it's mm-hmm. like some of the filters really drop the, the filters we put on ourselves you right. know and the things that we worry about or right. you know um it seems to be it's it's almost empowerment comes with it this sort yes. of empowering and wisdom and wisdom mm-hmm. yes absolutely absolutely well i think um if you have it is now is the book out yet the book is out on pre-order right now and where okay uh, on amazon okay i'm sorry the kindle version is on pre-order um the official launch on amazon is july 12th okay so that's coming right up yeah, coming up for kindle and also paperback i'm also giving away 500 free copies on my website there's a link on my website at drcarissa.com that's d-o-c-t-o-r-c-a-r-i-s-s-a.com gosh mm-hmm. my name is complicated <laughs> so you can actually get a free copy um for my lunch yeah, i'm giving them away excellent and that's the menopause switch so you can get it on kindle the pre-launch or the launch is on July 12th. Go to the website, drcarissa.com, and, you know, because you may win a free copy, 500 free copies. That's awfully generous. Where else can we find you? You can also find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at drcarissaallenat, uh, as well as Facebook, again, drcarissaallenat, and again, my website, drcarissa.com. Um, so I'm very active on social media. I'll, sometimes I'll have other giveaways as well. You'll also get plenty of advice. I do have a, an email newsletter um, with recipes that go out from mm-hmm. my dear husband, Chef Guy. Um, so lots of great tips that will that you can find yeah. on my social media. And okay, and your well. website has can direct us everywhere too, right? Because yes. it's, yeah, it's a great yep. website. There's also lots of um, blog articles too that are have lots of information. Yes, there, like so. I said, a wealth of knowledge. So, you, and you don't have to be in menopause or going through menopause to. Um, you know, seek out Dr. Carissa. She's an incredibly wise woman, um, has helped a lot of women, um, but I did want to get her on here to talk about menopause because having written this book, I think it's a tremendous, invaluable resource for women. And, and I don't, you know, you don't have to be in menopause or perimenopause to have this book. I think this is one of those things that, mm-hmm. what's that, what's just that saying? Just more about your body. Yeah, just you know, sort of like fore, forewarned or forearmed, just forewarned. It's, it's being prepared. Like being prepared, like reading the book now, if you're in your late 30s even, or you're just kind of like, you know, I'm sort of, uh, I should really find out more about this. I mean, I know it's going to happen. I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't know what to expect or what I can do. It's a great resource and a great tool to start looking at now so that, you know, you're not kind of having to, you know, fly off the cuff when it does happen. It's just, it's great knowledge yes. to have. And nothing so. has to be a mystery. So. It doesn't have to be a mystery. And it's not a bad word. It's something we can talk about. So I hope more women get more open talking about it and sharing and asking questions. And for the husbands, yes. Um, you know, if you if you happen to be one of those husbands listening to this podcast, I applaud you. Because, like I said, you're along for the ride. And I think the more you can understand what's going on and the more um, comfortable you feel or being able to make your wife or your, you know, your girlfriend feel comfortable in sitting down and just saying what she needs to say. Like, I'm, this is what's happening. I'm feeling crazy right now. Or I'm just, I'm really tired. Or I just, don't touch me. Why would you want to hug a cactus? You know, stuff <laughs> like that. You can, you know, it kind of gives you a little peace of mind. Like, this is just... This is what's yeah. happening. It's not... Kudos to those guys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> kudos to those guys. So, um, Dr. Krista, thank you so much for being thank on you. the show. It Thanks was a pleasure to talk to you. 
please check out the menopause switch on drcarissa.com check out her social media platforms I'm Coach Tanya with Strong by Design. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to give us a five-star review and also write a comment about our show. Um, Share the episode with someone that you think it can help. I have had a great time um, here today, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.